Hi, I'm Shama. Hi, I'm Amrita, and together we're the hosts of The, the Voice, Voice Out, Out Podcast. Podcast. Shama is one of my best friends, and even though we talk about everything under the sun, we have some healthy debates and sometimes some opposing views. But there is a lot that makes us the same. And there's a lot that makes us different. Whenever we have one of these debates or discussions or even chats, we find one of us gives the other a different perspective. So we thought, we don't want to keep that in. We want to voice it out. Thanks. How are you? I'm all right. I'm okay. A little bit hot, but you know, I'm glad that the weather is uh, slightly warming up. Yeah, but it's still quite warm for winter. Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is. It is not looking. Not. I don't like this rain. Yeah, I hate drizzly rain. It just does it's not just, do anything for my hair. No, <laughs> you never. Excuse me. You never have. A, I, or, you you never have a bad hair day. It doesn't matter what what the weather. Fine. Okay. I think we need to agree to disagree. Well, okay. I just want to put it out there. There's a, there was a time where I used to see you Monday to Friday every day, and I'd never seen you once have a bad hair day. And I have people who will back me up on this. Like I just said, we need to agree <laughs> to disagree. <laughs> so today we've got an interesting topic. Um, this is something that's quite close to my heart. We're going to be talking about. Actually, we're going to be acknowledging and embracing the life experiences of different generations. I know a, a lot of. Asians in particular have a lot of older generation influence in their life and a lot of those in our generation are now at the position where we're dealing with generations above but now there's a whole new generation of people who are younger than us so it's one of those things where we are now we're no we're, we're kind of that middle bit in that sense we have become slightly what we thought about our parents generation the younger generation like cousins you know siblings and stuff like that are thinking that about us like oh what you guys had was what you guys had but what we've got is better or some stuff just as an example yeah like I said it's something that's very close to my heart only also because I've said this before not only are my parents here but like a lot of people I've also got grandparents here and I've grown up with them and looking back and thinking about growing up you know it is actually really interesting about how those two generations are similar but also very different because of what they've been through and how it's affected us and how it's affected the way that I think the way that we view the world and also our experience of not having come from anywhere and being born here and how we've had to balance our own growing of being in this country and respecting our parents and our grandparents who have come from a different place who have their own ideologies and how we've had to manage to balance that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an inter- interesting topic to yeah. talk about. And as you say, just even just acknowledge the fact that these are two generations or even three generations, as you say, yeah. there, there's a generation coming after us who have really different experiences. But I think when we talk about life experiences, it's really important to mm. think about the fact that a lot of them have migrated over to the UK. If, yeah. we, if we do it from a British Asian perspective, yeah. they've come from India, they've come from Africa and they've been through their own experiences before getting here and before having children, before building 
building their businesses or building their empires in yeah. some cases. I think for me, this topic is definitely relevant. It's going to be relevant in every every generation because as generations go by, obviously the world changes, you know, everything changes. Yeah. I mean, I saw on Instagram, <laughs> this is actually quite funny. I saw on Instagram yesterday, actually, um, a post where someone said, 2005 babies are going to be 18 this year. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. 2000 babies are 23 this wow. year. Wow. But anyway, aside from the Instagram post, yes. um, yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where I have been in a conversation with some of my family members and I did feel like my parents or that generation or the older, like my parents' generation or my uncles or aunts or whatever, they are the ones that left their homes in different countries and came to the UK to build a life. Mm. And, you know, I've got to say hats off to them. The way they've created the communities that they've created, they've kept community ties, family ties, they've kept it all. And then obviously given way to us, a new generation of youngsters. Okay, I, I don't think I can call myself a youngster anymore. But um, you know but, what I mean? But to them, we are still youngsters. Yeah, we'll always be babies to parents, right? But I think it is, it's really important to acknowledge that even though they migrated, and that's a really big deal in the kind of climate, you know, in the 70s, 80s, whatever. It's actually really, really important to me that there's an understanding that that doesn't mean it was plain sailing for our generation. Not at all. And I think the thing is, going back to our grandparents and our parents migrating here, they had to start over. And, you know, a lot of it is that because there was, you know, a lot of them had to deal with racism, a lot of them had to deal with prejudice, um, prejudice, if that's a word. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, know they, they had to like, they they had to deal with a lot of social upset. And I know that that's why community was so important to them. They had to start from the beginning. They had to start from the bottom. A lot of them had everything. And then they came here to a country that was very alien to them with nothing. And they had to, had to build that up again. And it just kind of makes me think, if they had social media back then, can you imagine, like, things like that, it's like... Wow, that would have been a game it would changer. Have been, it would have definitely broadened their horizons. See, with a lot of people from our generation, especially especially women, especially girls, my friends and people that I talk to that are from an Asian background, British Asian background, we have a lot of similar experiences where a lot of us were kind of... One big thing is boys were treated very differently to girls and... There was a lot of restriction on girls and there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of these things where we had to do a lot of fighting. And I think there's always going to be that whole thing of, well, we are trying to find our own space and we are trying to build our own identity here. And I think there was that kind of misunderstanding of because community was such a big thing for them. That's what they've hold, held on to. And for me, I think it's one of those things where for my parents, that was a huge thing. So whenever it, it came to something that they didn't know, especially having two girls in the house and figuring out how to balance what my grandparents wanted and what we wanted. That was hard for them. Yeah, I can imagine they would be like a little bit sandwiched in the middle between both yeah. of the generations. They, well, this is it, yeah. Like, I totally agree with you. The community aspect is very... When I say community, I mean family as well. Because yeah. that is a community in a way. If you look at extended families, they are essentially communities. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, But it's also, I think for them, that was their comfort blanket in a way that was kind of a part of them that they knew was something they could control in a way right so control is definitely a big word because where there was their community was everything where community is something where they look to for approval the upset was where we were trying to find acceptance from them 
for us to try and figure out our identity and what we are in this world. But it did conflict with their own beliefs and their own thoughts. And it was a huge control thing. And I think that's kind of where the bridge is broken. Because for a lot of my life, and a part of me still does where I feel like, especially with my parents and people from their generation was very much like, well, they held more importance to what the community thought rather than what I feel was best for me. And you know I wanted to develop my how I wanted to develop myself I mean to be fair I think I don't know whether that's a generational thing I think that's something that kind of uh, to me it's part and parcel of being British Asian Mm. it's it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses in a way Mm. because it's you care about the whole community but are you actually looking at inwardly at your child or what you want or what your family you know is suited to or whatever it's really weird that we still are still in that yeah you know even in our generation even the generation after that everyone thinks about the outside world but I think it's very different for us because we grew up where there wasn't internet and then there was internet and so we're kind of in the cusp of knowing what it's like without having that and knowing what it's like with having it and seeing it develop and become what it is today Mm -hmm. and you know go on to be whatever it is but I think what makes it even more difficult the control thing is I mean I don't know if this is an aspect of control but I feel like because they didn't have social media or they didn't have the internet Mm. and in a way the internet's made the world smaller but in a way you know it's bloody gigantic right but for our parents I think in their world there was so much limitation because Mm. they didn't know that you know what was going on in whatever country in the world or whatever yes you get the news but you know it's different on social media we're in a generation whereas we have constant news on the go and I feel like it's a very different world and absolutely for them to then also then try and fit into that world like I used to find it difficult as well trying to explain to parents the internet and then getting them to use a smartphone and all of that it's challenging right yeah. because it doesn't come naturally to them some things don't even come naturally to me no so do you know what I mean like it's yeah. like someone telling me about something and I'm just like I have no idea that exists. yes like what the hell I just feel like the control aspect then was probably so much more of a different shade if you like yeah than it would be today yeah oh my god of course and I think because the community was generally something that that's all they really had um but what I've always found is and especially as I've grown older and I've been able to have more open conversations with people that I never expected I could you know I've always said I'm in a very very privileged position where I've had both sets of grandparents that I've grown up with. I've grown, you know, I live with my paternal grandparents, but I've been very close to my maternal grandparents. And even though all four of them were very close to each other, they're very different. You know, my dad's parents are quite religious. I heard a lot of my life, girls don't do this, girls don't do that. Um, Very evident how me and my sister were treated very differently from my cousins, their expectations. Whereas... As I grew up and I would have conversations with my maternal grandparents, like my nanny and nana, especially my nana, like he would be very open to the fact that, you know, he's like, well, go and live your life. This is your time. Like I remember when I was going to uni and it was just me, my mum and my nana when we went to his went went to the house and he was like, yeah, like just go out, do what you want. As long as you've got good friends around you and as long as you know that, you know, you've got to be respectful and stuff like that. He's like just live your life this is your time and my mum's not like that my mum is very much like she ran in the room she's like dad what are you telling her why are you telling her that and he's like what are you gonna do and he said he's like what are you gonna do she's gonna be living out there you're not gonna know where she is all the time like you do now and it was a very different conversation and that is basically that was a huge eye-opener of I'm actually having a conversation with someone who's a lot older than me but who's talking to me not as a child but someone who actually understands that you're growing up in a different world to us 
So there's a lot of give and take. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't he wasn't telling me to like go wild. He was very much like, as long as you remember where you come from, who we are. And and I felt trusted. That's a big thing. I felt yeah, trusted to the main thing. go out and be responsible. Because I f- a lot of the time, especially when I was in uni, it was very much like my mum would call me up and be like, what are you doing? Where are you going? But whenever we would have these discussions about just going out and doing general things that to them is like, oh no, you know, you can't do that. You shouldn't go out and you shouldn't be out this late and you shouldn't say this and you shouldn't say that. A lot of it was like, well, can you trust yeah. your your oh my God. like upbringing yeah. of how you I literally us. think this all the time. Just trust the way you've brought the me bro- up. Yeah, exactly. And also, it's not even just that your upbringing is a huge part of what makes you you, right? But ultimately, you have other influences. Yeah. And if I've reached my 40s, for example, and I've not done anything that's... Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do it now. <laughs> no one's come to your parents and be like, I saw your daughter do this. And I this, know. You know, she, you know. It's just, yeah. And in actual fact, it's really funny because a lot of people, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this, I've, I've heard it before, like my mum even saying that there have been times where people have come up to both my parents and said good things about me and my sister. Like, oh, your daughters are so, you know, so good at this. And just generally having good things to say about us. And it's like, still, they're so in fear of, oh my God, if they do, if they have to do one foot wrong. And at the end of the day also, even if we do make a mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. (laughs) You're not allowed to make them. You You have to be perfect. You have to be perfect. Do you know what? That does actually remind me of when the whole community thing, like not knowing people, you know, like in your community, people asking your parents, like, oh, is she she single? And the whole setting people up and getting married. There's been times where my mum has had people come up to her and say, oh, you know, I'm interested in your daughter for my son. And the parents are lovely, but I'm going to be honest, the son's an absolute idiot. And the thing is, we know about our generation. And sometimes he's not even an idiot. Sometimes it's just, we just know that it just wouldn't work. Like we know uh, stuff, we know things about them or we know what they're like. And I remember my mum's, every time we would be like, mum, no, I'm not interested she would be like, but the parents are so nice. And we're like, yeah, but it's not, it's not just about the parents. I think this is another thing, right? I think there is there is some sort of like, I don't know, mist that comes that comes across sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah, it's a gen- I think that is a generational yeah. thing because you just, you know, like the generation before is very kind of like, the family's great, whatever. Yeah. Um, and we kind of don't see it like that. No, I think we, we kind of like to be, be aware of the whole picture the whole picture and sometimes i feel like even the parents do yeah but sometimes they don't realize that they are not seeing it that's the only way i can yeah. put it they're just not seeing it but i think it's important if we are acknowledging their life experiences mm. it's, it's important to acknowledge your own life experiences as yeah, well Yeah, exactly and i don't think we i don't know well, i definitely don't talk about it to my parents as much as i maybe should or maybe mm. i maybe to make them understand but i think it's very difficult when you've got people who are already in their heads a certain way and you try to explain to them another generation's point of view or whatever and it's always seen as you being rebellious or you being argumentative or you not understanding them but the amount of times i've had to be like it's not just my parents by the way it's just that generation yes the amount of times i've had to be like no i'm just giving you the perspective of my generation or i'm just giving you my perspective because i've had this life experience yeah and even though there is a level of 
our generation and the forthcoming generation acknowledging and listening to the older generation. Sometimes I feel like there's not enough hearing capacity from them towards us. And I think that frustrates me a little bit because that is where the gap in a way to me is created. Because I mean, I'm the kind of person who I I feel like I want to be a lifelong learner. I don't want to be the kind of person who's like, no, I know enough about this and I'm not letting anyone tell me anything different or anything new or anything, you know, I never want to be like that. I want to learn my whole life. And I think that comes from our parents' generation having to be like that with their parents, not saying anything, like the whole respect your elders, make sure, and, and that respect your elders thing really gets to me. But it's one of those things where just because they're older, because that's what they've been taught, you listen to us without yeah. any word of warning. You say what we want. We say jump, you say how high, you, you just do everything. Whereas for us, because we've kind of got a wider community where we've got we haven't just got people within the family people within the Asian community or your your different kind of communities we've got friends we've got people from different races different backgrounds and you know even our education is very different from them and also with the use of social media we'll always have different perspectives of things and but I think that's it right it's a different perspective it's not a right or wrong perspective Not, not at all and it's really interesting because you know even when you're trying to have a conversation with someone from that from like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna take my parents example if there's ever a point where I don't agree with something it's seen as oh no but you're arguing with me yeah this is it and it's like I'm not I'm just I'm just I'm either elaborating what you say or I'm just trying to trying to give you a different way of thinking and if it's not yes sir no sir three bags full sir it's no you're wrong I know better it is really frustrating I think that I know better I think that that is really frustrating because it's sometimes you just want to say to them no you don't know better better. you just know different that's it that that is it that's exactly it what I actually wanted to ask you is you've had experience with your mum's parents right how is your mum different to them or what are the similarities like have you ever come across points where you've experienced having a conversation with your grandparents or something and then try to have a similar one with your mum and it's like hold on but why are you so different or what is similar like is is there a Um, I don't I don't think I've said that right but that's a good no it's a good question I haven't really thought about it to be fair because obviously my grandma passed away in 2014 Hmm. my granddad's still alive but I don't remember having those kind of conversations where I would have the same conversation with my mum with my grandparents I think it was more just I don't know how to explain it. it they weren't proper conversations in that yeah. sense but more listening to what they had to say yeah um you know when when we had people you know all our family was around and we wanted to ask about previous years or do you remember this yeah. or you know like that kind of thing because obviously my granddad is 97 so he's been through a war and all that kind yeah. of stuff so yeah I don't think I've ever said that but I've never noticed the similarities or the differences but I think with my mom she is like I've spoken to her about this she does say that she goes you know in that generation in her when she was growing up you did not go against the parents Mm, at all whatever the parents said that was it and you don't talk back to them you don't say anything different you don't like that's just how she's been brought up and fortunately or unfortunately she's still like that with him she doesn't you know oppose or whatever he says he wants to do this and she knows it's really bad for his health nine times out of ten she's not going to say anything because that's just how the upbringing has been and I always sort of think mum but if that's going to harm him or if that's not going to make him feel good 
why can't you say something? And she's like, I've never said anything to him. So I totally get it. It's difficult to begin now. Do you right? know what? Because I just think, like, I think of my mum a lot. And it's like, even though I talk about, you know, my nanny Nana being so open, having these open conversations, she says a lot that, you know, she was treated very differently from the rest of her siblings. You know, she wasn't allowed to cut her hair and they were very strict. On, yeah, they were really, Why really were they strict. different to her then? I think because, well, <laughs> okay, for one, they were very young. And also it was just, they were just very different people at that time and they were on their own for a lot like my nanny and nana were on their own for a lot of, not on their own but so um, they've got this massive journey honestly that i feel like their life could be a whole film <laughs> it doesn't seem when they talk about when they talk about their life it really doesn't seem real but you know my nana lived with in his parents were in india he was in africa and they got married and they were in Africa and then it was kind of one of those things where even though he had the influences of an older generation they kind of I think it was their story is just they were just trying to figure it out so you know my mum got married really young as well and you know and I've had these conversations with my nana especially where you know he's there was three sisters and one brother and he was like, yeah, he goes, I was I was really harsh on on your mama like you know he goes I think think looking back now you know maybe I shouldn't have been and stuff like that but it was literally like they're very open in talking about their past and they were very very different my mum and and my other Massey will always say that my younger Massey's got had any like an easier life and stuff like that because you know my nana wouldn't let her do any housework and but it's one of those things where it's like well again they were just trying to figure it out that's not a alien sort of household a lot of people will have the same experience. The older one will generally have a lot of whoever it is, whether it's 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 a girl or a boy, will always have an added pressure of being a certain way. And then as they have the second child, it'll be, become a little bit easier and they'll become a little bit more kind of free and then so on. But what's really interesting is they're very different to my mum because my mum got married young. The way I see it is my mum got married when she was, what, 21, 22? She grew up in my dad's house she did her growing she did her major thinking she did her developing in her marital home which was very different which was very strict very typically Indian very much the gender roles were there and like my nanny and nana were kicked out of Uganda they were literally kicked out it was very 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 scary it was very kind of you would not think to be in that kind of situation so I feel like it's made them think differently about what is important, what isn't. Whereas my dad's parents had a very different journey here. You know, it wasn't as life-threatening. But not disputing their experience at all. They still had to come here. It was still, it was still obviously coming to any country, not knowing the language, not knowing the people. Still very scary, still very kind of, oh my God, what are we doing here? But more of an incentive of, okay we need to stick to our community because they're going to support us. Whereas with Anani and Nana, I feel like it's a lot more of, okay, we just need to figure this out. I think that's interesting uh, that you say, the not only the comparisons between your grandparents, but just the fact that I, it just came into my head that in that generation, our grandparents' generation, and then more so in our parents' generation, I feel like some of these might have been traumatic, traumatic experiences. Oh, absolutely. And maybe that is... Even though we can come from a point of slight understanding of that, it's quite difficult to admit to yourself that migrating because you were chucked out of a country or just even migrating because of your, you know, you're thinking about your future, mm -hmm. whatever it is, it might be traumatic. As much as you might think it's 
great for you and great for your forthcoming generations and whatever it is. It doesn't mean that it might not have been a struggle. You're absolutely right in saying that because that's probably also where the control thing happens. They've seen so much hurt and, God, I don't even know how to explain it, just heartache and absolute tragedy. Exactly. That the control thing is, well, I've seen that much. I don't want that to... It also comes from a place of protection. Precisely. Also, like, we didn't really know about my nanny and nana's story until, you know, there was a 40-year... To celebrate 40 years of the Ugandan Asians coming to the UK, the BBC did a documentary. So it's 50 years last year. 50, yeah, so about 10 years ago. Okay. So bearing in mind, I was, what, in my early 20s then? We had no idea what... Like, they'd never spoken about it, ever. You know, all we knew is they got kicked out of the country and they came here. That's it. We didn't know what happened. We didn't know how it happened. We didn't know all the things that they went through. And it wasn't just them. It was a lot of people. Yeah. But none of them spoke about it. And it's like, oh my God. This is what I mean. I think that is something that they thought or they might have tried to process. But you know, when you're healing from trauma... It changes you, doesn't it? It changes you and it's difficult to say, but it's also difficult to get them to acknowledge that you know what, even though this is the past, you might not have dealt with it. Do you see what I mean? There's a process of dealing with things that we know now, which... Even if we went to, exp- you know, explain that to them now, they'd probably be like, yeah, it's over. It's, it's a- years ago. Oh, like, it doesn't affect do me. Do you know what? You, you saying that is so interesting because when this documentary came out, so Nanny and Nana were interviewed and then the BBC also found archives of them actually in the camp at Wales where my Nana being interviewed and you know my Massey being like I think she was about four or five I don't know really really little basically and we were all watching it I remember we were were kind of just it was we were watching one of the clips my nan like he had he was very well dressed he had like this polka dot like shirt on he had this hat and he looked honestly he looked like someone out of a gangster film And my cousin asked him, oh my God, are these the clothes that you got donated? And he was like, uh, no. He's like, I came to London the year before, right? I went to Marks and Spencer's and I got all my clothes. Like really kind of, but it, the, to, so think, to think that we're watching a clip where this man has lost everything. He's lost his company. He's lost everything. He's come to this country. He's in this camp. And what he can think about is, uh, I brought my own clothes. I had my own, <laughs> like just that whole thing. Like it's such a juxtaposition of, thought process that's and so funny it actually sounds like some random bollywood film it does, yeah. but it's true like and to think that that is how that is how he thinks that is like exactly what you say like oh it's nothing it's what we did and it's what we did and it's how we did it and the thing is it's 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 one of those things where a lot of people had these experiences there you is think I'd, it's funny that you say that they didn't talk about it because i've got people in my family who were chucked out of uganda yeah. as well i've never really thought to talk about it only because to me i feel like Sometimes you don't know, isn't it? If, 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 if people want to block that out and they don't want mm. to talk about it, I don't want to bring it up and cause, you know, them to feel stressed about thinking back. Yeah. And so that's the position I come from, whether that's right or whether that's wrong, I don't know. Not but at, all. at the same time, it's sort of like, how do you understand that? There's mm. no way of understanding what they went through, how, yeah. they, how they then rebuilt in a different country. I think the reason why a lot of people don't talk about it is because you know this is just my opinion I think that they were forced to be like right we can't think about that we've got to just concentrate on what we're doing now moving forward developing and basically not dwelling on the past because this is also another reason why things like mental health come in and stuff like that it's very much like no just pick yourself up and carry on going don't you know you don't have to deal with stuff like that 
But going back to the original topic about generation gap, yeah. don't you think that has so much to do with the reason there's a gap? Oh, yes, of because course. Because if there's a position that they're coming from where they're just charging forward the whole time, yeah. they're not stopping, they don't think. If you think about us doing that now, like if I even have like a whole week where I'm not, I'm not acknowledging and I'm just having a busy week and I'm just yeah. going for it, going for it, going for it. At some point, I'm going to reach a point of meltdown. Yeah. Maybe not in a week, but maybe two weeks or whatever it is. It's true. And I feel like it's one thing trying to understand, but a, a different thing trying to get them to see, like yeah. I said, that maybe this wasn't a good time in your life and maybe mm. you need healing from it. And I think yeah. the fact that they are like that, the fact that if they are like, we have to just carry on with it, we have to go on, you know, the very British way of keep calm and carry on. Keep going, yeah. Um, it's one of those really weird things that you kind of just sit there and you think, well, if that's how they feel, that's how they want you to go about life, right? Yeah. So that's well, probably how it is. Well, I think it's also the fact that trauma responses, like they do say like, there's always a pattern in generations. So like what you what you get taught from your parents, your parents have been taught from their grandparents, from their parents, sorry. And this is why I also, even though there are a lot of things with my parents that I don't agree with, and I'm like, can you just open your eyes and see what's happening? Their struggle has always been they've had to deal with the trauma from their parents, the parents that the trauma that their parents have had to deal with, regardless of what that was, deal with it. But then also have the very difficult job in bringing up kids in an environment where they don't know, because before there was the luxury of travel. I say luxury, but, you know, you, you couldn't travel places. People were you'd be brought up in the same same way as your parents because you'd be in the same place there'd be you know they say it takes a village to bring up a child and stuff like that because it's it would be the same pattern of bringing someone up in the same way whereas now there's different pools there's people who have been born and brought up somewhere coming to another country and bringing up children in an alien environment so I think the thing is that it was it can be a lot to process so it's very much the only thing they knew how to do was to kind of be like, no, 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 whatever we are told, we just do because we don't know what else, we don't know what else we can do. Yeah, I do, I do understand that. But then just to give, just to come in as a devil's ad yes. advocate, <laughs> in this generation, like I even had my cousin who had um, his first child quite a few years ago now. Mm. And when they were about to have the child, like his wife was pregnant, I remember having a very slight conversation. He went, it's scary. I yeah. was like, what? Like, why, is it, why is it scary? He was like, it's the world of social media. I don't know what I'm going to you know, this child is going to grow up in a completely different age to me. Yeah. Which is the same story for every generation. Yeah. But I think the difference in this generation or bringing up kids in this generation is the internet is already there. Like the I said, we've, there, we've yeah. had the transition of not having the internet then having the internet. But for this generation, the internet and the technology is so advanced that we don't, in a way, like I said, even sometimes I don't understand what technology like it's doing. And it's like trying to keep up with it. Can you imagine our parents trying to keep up with it? Like I do completely understand, but I think my frustration is also to, to do with technology that sometimes parents or grandparents don't understand the technology yeah. and yet they don't want to come at a point of, okay, let me learn. I, I think, think there, there, is, there, is an, there is an always, ego there's an yeah. ego there of, no, I know already. But yeah, like like I said, that there's, there's no perspective of being a lifelong learner. Yeah. It's almost like, no, I'm older than you. I know this. Which is is even harder for generations that are younger than us because they're so much more self-aware. Like, you know, when I talk to my cousins who are a lot younger than me and stuff like that, there is there is so much 
knowledge. I think when I was their age, I didn't know half the things that they know. I didn't know yeah. half the things that they talk about. And I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was wearing. I look at some of my photos. When oh I was my younger, god! And I was like, "What, what the hell?" But then I think I the wearing? thing is, the thing is also, I remember not thinking about that so much when I was younger. Yeah. I was quite happy to be like, I know I've had conversations with a lot of people who are like, "Oh, you know," basically scrutinize the younger generation for being so advanced in their thinking. But that's not their fault. That's the world that they're that's they the live generation in. they've come into. They've yeah. come into, and they've actually got so much more to deal with. Yeah, this is what I think. They've got so much more to deal with. All these things that they have to, they have to be. And also, like when I see a lot of things like, oh, good vibes only, and all of this stuff, and I'm like, how can you? Like, there is so much. Okay, it's great that there's so much awareness of so many things, but I think, I mean, I find it, I find it really overwhelming when there's loads of issues and loads of things happening around the world, and I'm like, I don't know enough to have. I don't know enough. It's not even, I think it's not even that. I think, especially in the last six months or so, you know, like I say, we're in the generation where it's constant news. So if you want the news, you've got it at your fingertips on your phone, right? Or like on some sort of digital tablet or something. But it's one of those random things where it's just like, because we're in that world where we can find out anything within like a few minutes or a few seconds. But it's also having to understand that the generation that is now how does that even move forward? And yeah. plus, they've also got, you know, you know, like they're looking at social media and they know how to dress and they know how this celebrity's done it and they want to do that. I never had that. No, neither did I. I didn't think about, oh, she's wearing this kind of trousers and I want those trousers. Mm. Where do I get them from? How much are yeah. they going to cost? I did not think about that at all. I didn't think about my body image. I didn't think no. about, oh, is my hair looking okay? Are my eyebrows done? I'm, I'm obviously talking from a female perspective, yeah. but boys have the same thing too. Yeah, they do. And it's like one of those things where I think the older generation, kind of in a way, grandparents don't need to think about it so much no. because there's parents there. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's really important, again, to acknowledge the forthcoming generation's yeah. struggles in a way. Well, oh my God, of course. Like you're just saying that this whole pressure, it's contradictory because when we're on social media, the whole influence of social media is to for you to find yourself and you know be yourself and there's a lot of self-motivation but or there's self-harm or that but this is what i mean it's very much like well then like the only thing that they've got is looking at other people and what other people are doing and a lot of that is quite detrimental to their own mental health because it's just sort of like well how are you meant to know who you are if you're just gonna sit there and copy someone else and just be on your phone all the time and i know like this is this is something that people who are of that generation of the social media generation who are like of course you're gonna say that but it's that whole thing of if you're looking at other people and what they're doing and how they're doing it because that's what's in your face you know how are they meant to kind of find themselves what are these influencers who are like have these messages of find yourself and you know well okay you say that but how is someone meant to discover themselves if they're constantly bombarded with this is how you need to be this is how you need to look this is how you need to dress like the whole thing of oh 12 year olds looking like 21 year olds and stuff like that and it's just like well where is their childhood where is their sense of discovery discovering their own like the world and and I think that's where the I mean this is a whole other conversation but I think that is where the difference of generations grows even bigger because where our parents and even with us we have that we still have that sense of community and we still have that sense of we understand that they're saying that social media is actually making people more lonely it's actually making people not go out and 
be a part of something yeah, like physical. I think, yeah, I think that is a really big thing that I think, again, this is the older generation's not going to understand. Yeah. But also there is a sense of, like you say, there's human interaction that probably is going to go missing at some yeah. point. Not forever, but maybe in one part of someone's childhood for a few years, they might decide that they don't want to talk to anyone face to face in person or might, you know, especially in the, in now you could do everything online like we can even do zoom like you know if i want to talk I to mean, you and you're in like the us or something like it's very easy uh, but yeah. at the same time it's like i said it's made the world smaller but it's also made the world bigger Bigger, yeah i mean to be honest i do think about this like if it wasn't for social media i don't know how i my relationship would be because i can't imagine writing letters, <laughs> letters. <laughs> it was great but like you know it's just stuff like that it's it's <laughs> everything on your feet like it is literally everyone there's always going to be good and and bad things about social media but that's not what we're talking about it's just but also can i just ask you something now that you've said that yeah so you (laughs) you said you can't imagine yourself writing letters and you know what came in my head what (laughs) (laughs) and the note that you know like is going on between oh my god between the main two characters of (laughs) oh Oh, but you see the thing is right (laughs) those main two characters are actually like Number one, they're very romantic. And Extremely. number two, um, they can be bothered to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they asked a pigeon. They asked like, a pigeon. It's not even like a posting. Oh, shit. Yeah, they asked a pigeon. And the pigeon actually listened. And knew where to go. And knew where to go. Yeah, it's just so far-fetched. And knew like. how to not drink the Cokes <gasps> and the lemonades <gasps> and whatever anyways. drinks were spilling on those trays. If you know what we're talking about. Of course you do. Come on. <laughs> um, to round it off for me, yes. I would probably say that my sense of purpose, even though we have a gap in the generations, which is never going to kind of fill up, a part of my sense of purpose is knowing where my previous generations have come from. Mm-hmm. And I think it's my, I don't know, it's, it's, it's something lacking in me that I haven't gone ahead and tried to understand their experiences mm. a bit a bit more, yeah. like, rather than just knowing the surface level thing hmm. but i think yeah it is it is a sense of purpose and i think i'd say that to anyone listening that you know if that's how you feel try and find out more and you know even yeah. if, if sometimes if you come from a place of understanding maybe you'll get a bit of understanding but yes and no maybe that's why I said maybe. maybe yes and no i mean i mean obviously tread carefully because i do know a few people like i'm not going to tell their stories because i'm not in a position of telling their stories but i have had conversations with a few people here and there who have because of their own life experiences having to try to find out why their parents are like the way they are has actually been detrimental to their relationship i i mean i don't wish that on anyone i really really do hope that they they find some sort of solitude in their situation but i think at the end of the day we have a lot more awareness about what is good for us and it might could be an uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation but and we're all going to have issues with our parents. We're all, there's, you know, there's always yeah. going to be, you're always going to disagree with them and stuff like that. But parents have to be open to this as well. Precisely. So yeah. definitely tread carefully. Yeah. As the saying goes, nothing changes if nothing changes. Absolutely. And also, if you see your parents as people instead of just your parents, mm. you know, if you can come to that stage and if you're, you know, and this is if you are struggling to like talk to your parents and have any kind of conversation, I'm not saying it will be it will work or anything, but if you speak differently and if you come from a place where it, you're not talking to your parent or your grandparent or your auntie or an uncle who's just that, if you talk to them in a certain way and you continue that conversation, however, however they're talking to you, continue that conversation of, okay, I'm not talking to a relative, I'm talking to an adult. Maybe they will start changing the way they think. You know, yeah, I think it's different, like I said, because if it's a traumatic experience, like yeah. you say, they might not want to talk yeah. about it. You know, it yeah, might be as simple as I don't want to talk about it, which is totally fine. But the only reason I said that is because, you know, if we talk about a gap, 
the closure of the gap or the narrowing of the gap doesn't have to come from the opposite side yeah, as well. Yeah, trying exactly. To say. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can put your best foot put forward best foot, yeah. and try yourself as well. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's it's basically what I'm saying. And it could also work better for you to think to find that out why is your dynamic with these people the way that it is but it could also be a really good thing for you because you could be of the judgment of okay does this serve me and being in this situation serve me with this person or does it not um rather than just having the whole kind of oh they just don't understand because sometimes they do they just don't know how to handle it Mm. you know and it could also open up anything that is traumatic to you to figure that out I did say this to my parents like because I've had I've been able to have that development of thinking that my parents aren't just the way they are because the way they are it's because of their own experiences Um, I'd love for them to go to therapy (laughs) I would actually (laughs) love for them to go to therapy because I feel like they need to discover this as well that's so funny that you say that because I saw I saw a quote recently again on Instagram that people who go to therapy are usually dealing with trauma to do with someone who hasn't dealt with their trauma yeah uh something like that I've said it I've said it like in a long-winded way but yeah it was something like that I I do genuinely feel like that because sometimes you know trauma takes different facets and it's got different aspects to it and sometimes you don't realize something's traumatic exactly you don't um and and some things aren't some things are just because just experiences experiences so it's all about knowledging and yeah yeah communicating communicating acknowledging acknowledging talking and yeah so I hope you guys have I hope you've had some sort of insight on what we're talking about. And I hope you guys have been able to relate, you know, to this. And I know a lot of people who haven't had the privilege of having their grandparents around and stuff like that. And But even then, just it doesn't have to be grandparents or parents. It could be anyone. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think I would probably round it up saying my sense of purpose comes from knowing yeah, the, history. the history. And uh, that's never a bad thing. Like, even if they are negative experiences, I think it's really important for me as a person to know of them yes rather than not it's definitely made me more self-aware of the dynamics it's become a lot better for me having this thinking and and understanding that there's a reason why they are I'm not saying oh I'm forgiving them for everything there are things that traumatic to me that have been brought on the way that the older generation I've been treated by them but I, I do have that understanding as to why um, and that is just for me to feel better, if that's the right word to say. If, if, yeah. And there's a difference between, you know, being okay with it and forgiving them and having an understanding with them. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, cool. It's been a wonderful topic to touch on. Thank you. So it's been wonderful talking to you as well, as always. Likewise. Um, likewise. And before we end, I just want to give another shout out to Shai Hussain, who did our podcast sound for us thank you very much um thank you so much dj shy guy i'm sure yeah dj shy guy is his instagram handle handle but also he has created so many things like he's created um he's written a play he's written film etc he's very multi-talented so if you can find him on social media please do please do follow him he's fabulous exactly and i just want to give a quick mention to our instagram which is at voice it out podcast and we also have a facebook page which is called voice it out podcast with shaman and amrita so give that a follow if you want to listen to more if you want to listen to our other episodes you can listen to us on spotify
Hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day, a wonderful week, wonderful month, however however you're listening to us, whenever you're listening to us. And we will catch you next time. Yes, we will. Excellent. Take care all. Bye. Bye.